0: You're listening to The Apprenticeship Diaries. This is Always Learning, Part 3 of Amy's interview with Patrick Ross, otherwise known as Rogue Sketch on Instagram. Welcome to The Apprenticeship Diaries, where raw meets refined. Let's be real, we're still working on (laughs) refined. What it took, what it takes, and the stories that are made. Join us as we learn from professionals about how their stories begin.
1: I, I, I feel like, and I, you know, obviously teaching children and teaching adults are two different things, but I, I feel like from the feedback I've gotten and the success that most of my apprentices that I have had, mm-hmm. have reached, I feel like I did something right yeah. and, and was able to help and teach them and guide them. Um, and I'm again,
0: I'm just out of curiosity.
1: I'm going to count them down. Uh six or seven, I would say. Not, awesome. all su- not all were six not all were successful. There were a couple that had mm-hmm. to find different paths. Right. Um, but of those that were that stayed in the business, um, they've all done amazing things or are doing amazing things now. Um, and they're all people that, you know, at any point in time I could just show up at their door and get a hug. Mm. You know, and I love that. I mean it's it's uh, out of any legacy that I have in the world of tattooing is that um, I help these people open up this world that they really, really love and and succeed at far beyond what I've ever done. You know, right. every single one of them is, is outpaced me. Leaps and bounds, you know, just yeah. fantastically. There's a, there's an artist in West Virginia. His name is uh, Robert Byington. Um, he, the, I mean, his, his shelves must be just, Burdened with all the awards he wins, you know. (laughs) And I and I he'll post them and I'm just like, wow, dude, so amazing. And he's one of those non like he didn't come to me raw, you know, like, oh dude, I want to learn. He actually came to us very humble and and was like, hey, I'm tattooing out of my house. Yeah. And I've I know you guys don't like that, but I really don't want to mess anybody up. Is there anything that you like words of wisdom that you could give us? And Taki and I both learned long ago that you can't stop people from doing it on their own.
0: Yeah.
1: You can help them, which is totally against the supposed code that we had. We're supposed to shit on them and break their fingers or whatever. Um, (laughs) Broken fingers can't tattoo. Um, True. But not for long. (laughs) Yeah. It's a silly, (laughs) silly thing. Such an old school thing. But um, he, we were like, yeah, we can help. And then, you know, talking, I talked about it. It's like, why don't we just apprentice this dude? Like Mm
0: -hmm.
1: he's already doing it. Let's, let's help him. You know, we could use the help around here, you know, and it totally worked out. And and we've had a couple of apprentices like that, that just needed some shaping and some help, you know,
0: Would you say that that's kind of, um, did you ever, did you acquire uh, them from asking anyone or did they usually come to you?
1: They came to us Okay Yeah um, hmm. There was One Person not. What well, would be suggested Like hey could you help this guy out Right You know Or this person really wants to get into this business Could you help um, I don't think there was anybody that I ever asked Like I'm like hey you'd be a really great tattoo artist Do you want to do this
0: Right um, And if it did most- happen You'd be like Lucy Football <laughs> Yeah <laughs> <laughs> nope, I'm not gonna do it. Never had got
1: a chance to do that. Shoot, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I just—I mean, I've, I've always been really lucky. Even with the the people that didn't make it, right. um, there is some there are some horror stories. There's a there's a person who uh, he might not know it, but I love and respect him quite a lot. Mm-hmm. And he went through quite a bit, and unfortunately, I had to ask him to leave right um, but i i to this day i i um, i I miss him i i I liked working with him, you know, yeah. it's just he had so many challenges, yeah, and eventually, as a business owner, you have to know when to move on right. and 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 I really I tried and tried and tried to the detriment I think of of some of the respect from my other artists they're like Dude, yeah. why 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 yeah. do you continue to do this and it's like I have to give him every chance because I've given him so many right. and we've worked so hard that to just fail now just seems like why did I do all of this
0: right
1: um and and I hope that they're happy now um I hope that they've found a peace in 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 their mental health that that, that they didn't have working with me yeah. And
0: um, I'm sure they did, because honestly, uh, the thing of it is, is like, that's kind of how compassionate love works, right? Like people think, oh, you know, it's about loving me unconditionally, but that's not what human beings do. Human beings no. love conditionally. We have to, because we are equally on this planet with with the same odds really against us. You know, <laughs> the lion is still going to eat us too. Like, yeah. Does't matter how much we negotiated down or wanted to be a different story. We have the same yeah. we have the same physical boundaries that that yeah. we all have to exist within. And I think that that's really the take home is that if um if you asked him to to leave or them to leave, um it it stopped the enabling. and that's the thing is that like if if there's a cycle that you're seeing and it's not changing that yeah. might be the actual catalyst for change that breaks your heart because it's not mm-hmm. how you want it to go. Um, but it is, it is, that is a loving act. Um, yeah. to do something like that. It's a, it's one of the hardest loving acts. Um, I, I learned that with my, my mom in uh, therapy, she had, um, she had a point with me where I had brought her to a point where all she had for me was prayers. And I, I tell kids all the time, I'm like, if you want to have the best relationship with your parents, wreck every illusion they have of you. And don't think it'll be easy, man. You gotta yeah. bring them, you gotta bring them to the point of prayer. And, <laughs> and, and, and that's a fear for your life that you're gonna have to be dancing some really fucked up lines with. Um yeah. and I was. And so um you know, my mom was recommended by her therapist, uh, our therapist, actually, in the end. Um, she was like, you you have to let her go. You have to let her fail. And my mom was like, well, she could she could die. And yeah. and she's like, yes, yeah, that's true. She could. But that's not you're at a point where you have to preserve yourself and you have yeah. to think about the outcome of what would happen if you enable this this behavior and that's all you would be doing if you if you indulge any ounce of what she's doing by helping her you cannot help her she's like she's like what do I do and she was like you pray pray. that's that's when you pray yeah and my my mom I actually when my therapist died I went through this whole it was just it hit me like because I had to experience her daughter her daughter losing her mother who had, had been such a spiritual mother to me and such a godsend. Like, I don't think I'd be on this planet if it weren't for her mother, Alex. And I had to watch that. And then I started thinking about my own mom and thinking about, you know, how we've had a very difficult relationship my whole life. We still do. Um, but that I have her still. And not only do I have a mother, but I have a mother that enlisted another person. To help her in a way that she couldn't help me or reach me. And what fucking amazing awesomeness is that to like wow. see in yourself that you didn't have the ability to help your kid in a way that they needed. And you, you got them that help anyway. And you allowed yeah. another person to influence your child. What f- she's amazing. Like, and That's, I just, yeah. you know, I was, I was hit with that you know, like my mom was a fucking amazing mom, you know, amazing mom. And so I just, I think about that now. And I've like, I kicked myself for all the times that I I made her pray, (laughs) 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 made her pray. But like, we have, I mean, we have a, we have a relationship now that's forwarded on so much respect. I mean, it's founded on so much respect for each other that like I know I know that woman would die for me. I know that woman would do anything for me. Um, including the hardest things that are, you know, there are times when you got you gotta walk away and you just gotta pray. And it's yeah. it's that's I mean, I mean, I'm glad I went through it, but like that's 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 I know what you're talking about. There's no lack of love there. Yeah. It's it's all the love. It's it's making a very, very, very difficult decision that is not easy to make. No. So, <laughs> but if I were to talk to you or your child, just know that I still tell children that Because yeah. <laughs> my relationship with my parents is fucking dope, man. Like I love right. them more than I think another, I mean, I just, it's come full circle. You know, most people have to have kids in order to understand those things, you know, and experience it for themselves. But I didn't, I, 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 I learned it all through, through getting intense therapy and, and having guidance through, uh, you know, an amazing mentor that, that was able to give me perspective and coach me through very difficult times of my own mental, uh, illnesses and issues to, to bring me back. Um, so uh, it's really kind of cool. Cause I, I feel like I exist in two worlds almost like I, I do have Peter Pan syndrome, but it's a good, well it's it's amazing that you,
1: you were open to the help yeah. and it, more people should understand that, that yeah. therapy is not a bad word Mm-mm. and, and it, it can lead you places that can improve your life immensely. And, and it's, it's a wonderful thing. Like it, you know I, it there's always been such a stain. oh, you're in therapy, you know, mm-hmm. it's like no, it's perfectly fine and good. You're gonna grow. like it's yeah. what you're supposed to do. instead of staying stagnant as a person and not learning anything else, you you go to therapy and you learn all these things about yourself and the people around you, and you learn maybe a little empathy for your mother mm-hmm. like yeah. you did and and vice versa. your mother, you know learns more about you. Um, it's It's an amazing thing, and I think more people should be open to it.
0: You know, oh, it's, absolutely.
1: it's, it's an absolute, you know, it's, it's, it's something to be proud of, to be open to help and criticism and talk and, and, and learning, you know, yeah. it's, it's well, always I very hard.
0: I, the thing of it is, is it's kind of like you and me. I think we are very similar this way. I always, I always wanted connection. I always wanted family. I always <laughs> wanted those things. So, yeah. um, I'm at the very least rational within, um, even within the emotionality, like I said, I, I exist in kind of two worlds that are very weird. but um, you know, for me, it was just kind of sitting back and and looking at what my goals were. and it was just like I, my goals were not to not have connection, not have relationships. I want those things. I just I see that I'm not cultivating them well or I'm having issues doing it. So what am I yeah. missing? Right but for me, it was just like um kind of a yielding to i I I know I'm fucked up. Like I, I kind of always, and I it was a thing that happened right at birth too, because I was, I was born with an underdeveloped hip. I was born oh. with a, a physical issue that made raising me very particular for my parents too. Um, because I couldn't, you know, if I walked in an amusement park, for a certain amount of hours, my hips and my knees and my joints would be screaming at me like an old lady. Yeah. And they were like, I don't know if we're gonna have to get this kid a wheelchair. <laughs> like. You know, like um, so they had to do a lot of things as parents to really kind of, and I always kind of knew I was different, you know, in that kind of way. And, uh, and felt that uh, probably more than most people. Um, and I recommend it. I recommend being a fine wine that takes a long fucking time to to get to that perfect I'm not there I hope I I hope I never no. get there honestly but I, right. I I think the slow grow is where it's at um I have two things tattooed to me it's a it's a the tortoise and the hare and that's what oh, cool. terrible that I think is really cool this is the yeah. slow the slow one wins the race <laughs> so that's my story anyway yeah but like, yeah but I think that um, we we kind of get along in that way because what we were talking about when we were talking about our tattoo style, when you asked me what my tattoo style is, and both of us were like, we love people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like yeah. what they want with like whatever we can bring to it, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, right, yeah. yeah. Like our, our craft is loving people and wanting to turn up whatever is inside of them that we see shines and just pick it up and, and yeah. make it blast a little more. That's yeah. my tattoo style. I don't right. yeah. call it. Yeah. Codependent is what they call codependent, it. Codependent. Yeah. Uh, I'm a codependent artist. I'm a codependent uh, artist.
1: I really like working with somebody else's brain.
0: Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly it. <laughs> Which is cool. Cause you know that yeah, for me, it, it, um, means I'll always find interest in my work because, um, you know, there's always somebody else to kind of siphon them. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be fun probably the whole way through. Yeah. Um, and it's a multi-tiered thing cause we're, we're not just good at one thing. We're good, right. at, good at a few things. So that's pretty fun yeah. for me anyway, to know that there's still going to be value to me when my eyes break down, when my body breaks down and all of that stuff. And, uh, that makes me feel good. You know? Yeah. 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 Uh, that's cool. And and like you, you know, you're transitioning. So, so talk about that, I guess a little bit like, um, you know, you are t- spending this time with your kids, which is, I think very vital. And yeah. What does your wife do real quick? Um, cause I wanted to ask that earlier.
1: My wife, so she has her master's degree in training and, oh, I just am blanking out on the, um, the whole term. Um,
0: it's basically like
1: it's 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 like adult education. Um, nice. She works for a company called Tenant.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, if you're ever like in in a hospital or Walmart or Target or uh, they have so many clients, but they'll um, see them like either riding or pushing this giant green machine that cleans the floor. That's what her company makes.
0: Oh, right on. Um,
1: and they have this whole thing where they need to teach um, their sales and their tech guys on either how Tenant likes to do things or new systems for, um, you know, uh, uh, juggling like different clients and things like that. So it's all, um, adult learning, training and development. That's what it is. Um, and she is a, she's a training generalist, which is really funny because to me, it doesn't sound like much, but she used to be a training and development coordinator, which I always thought was like, that sounded like really good. And she's like, no, that's the entry. That's the, the entry. admin stuff. I don't <laughs> like that. I'm a training generalist. And I'm like, it doesn't sound as cool though.
0: It's a much shorter title, babe. Generalist. Like, ew, generalist. You know?
1: But yeah, but she's a, she's wonderful at it. She, she enjoys doing it.
0: Um, It sounds like you guys could be a really cool team in that respect, too. Like, if you know, in transitioning to what you like to do and what she, I don't know, it sounds like you have kind of that power couple uh, stuff to you. Uh, If I, I I, from an outside perspective,
1: I think, as far as like, I think our kids are going to benefit from the fact that we want, we both value communication and education and. We want them to see things and learn things, even if they're ugly, um, so that they have them in their life down the road. So it's not a surprise when something happens. It's not like, Oh, what's that? You know, like, it's like, no, I saw that. My dad took me to a drag show and now I know like that's just, that's just somebody that's transitioning or that's a person that's chosen their own path, you know, or in learning this stuff so that it's not a surprise and you don't have to get put on the defensive by it.
0: Making being worldly. able to
1: deal with a lot of people worldly. Yeah. yeah worldly. You know, and, and and my wife is fantastic at it.
0: That's you know, awesome. and,
1: and she is the type of person that, um, she'll just keep growing in her field and she'll keep, you know, doing better and better. And, and I was smart because like you said, tattoo artists don't have a 401k. So.
0: <laughs> it's kind of a nice feature. He's <laughs> my retirement. plan. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah.
1: You know, <laughs> like, She really is just, you know, I, she's, she was great when we started dating and, and she was so good for me as an artist. Um, but she's never pushed me like, Hey, you got to keep tattooing. You're so good at it. You just have to keep doing it. She's never made me feel that way. She's always been like, if it doesn't make you happy, honey, like let's figure it out. Yeah. You know? And you know, she really respects me as a dad and the, and the fact that I want to put so much time into my kids. Um, and it's been helpful again, you know, my son having type one diabetes um, requires quite a bit of care. He's yeah, only yeah. had it for eight months. You yeah. Know? We're still learning the ropes. We still have yeah. all sorts of failures and, you know, we, we had a bad week this week, you know, uh-huh. he, his numbers would remain high and we couldn't get him down and, and, he started to develop things called ketones, which are a precursor to mm-hmm. uh, diabetic ketoacidosis.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so it was all hands on deck. You know, we had to start doing the checklist Okay, he needs more insulin and we got to check his ketones and then do all this stuff and stay on it. And having the fact that I can be around to keep an eye on it and to balance that and that we don't have to worry like, oh, we should if something happens. One of us has to race back and get right. to him it doesn't work, you know, like I would either have to leave a client mid tattoo or my wife would have to leave a training, you know, and then drive 45 minutes to an hour to get back. So it's advantageous right now for me to be a stay at home dad.
0: Yeah. Well, and what you're learning, I mean, I think it goes back to the original roots of, um, I mean, you know, type one diabetes is, uh, is not, um, A special ed or anything like that or you know disability per se but it is a hefty thing to have to like manage all the time so for you and just like your initial um want to teach art and stuff like I just see this being really cool because I see you know you giving all the things that you learned uh in art and tattooing to your children and this catharsis to kind of deal with um because that's the that's the thing right like that's i mean for me when i want to teach art or when i want it's it's really to give somebody and that's how i was taught in therapy too my therapist would give me um to give me like art assignments to like mm-hmm. work through different mental stuff that i was going yeah. through and um it was amazingly helpful and um and just her kind of affirming that 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 was a that was a great tool for me to kind of self-assess and meditate through and all of those things. So it's going to be yeah. such a cool thing for you to not only this, but for you to like take this time and learn those things because it gives you, you know, one more thing in your pocket of understanding. Yeah. Um, But also like just what your kids are going to be. I think it's going to, like you said, it's going to really benefit them, but I, I see like a really cool, powerful uh thing coming from this this union of of people and all these things like yeah um you know it's kind of like in the tattoo world there's such a pressure to like just keep hammering and hammering and I can I can hear it and you like just yeah. being like you yeah, know, I had to step back and like do this but I think it's fucking phenomenal I think it's like yeah you know you're not you're not a tattoo you I mean you are but like that's not all that you are
1: no no and you know I- like that's <laughs> And that's it's very awesome. important. I, I think that's a, a, something that I've always noticed and, I, and I've always tried to maintain for myself is I, I am a tattoo artist and I love what I do, but that is not who I am. Yeah. And if you live your entire life doing that, I think you become very one-dimensional, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it can impact your own happiness, your, uh, your happiness doing what you do. Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and it's good to know when to step away. Yeah. It's good to know that like, Hey, I'm not giving the attention to my clients and my designs, what I should be. I'm not giving them the attention they deserve. I'm not giving them the full mental output Mm -hmm. they deserve. Know that it's okay to step back Yeah, because you're not doing yourself or that client any favors if you push it. If yep. you're burnt out and you're not doing your best work, stop. Yeah. You're not going to lose that. No. You People... need to find that, like, step back, find your center again, find that love, and then go forward again. You're yep. not going to lose the tattooing. You're yep. not going to lose the know how. Um, and
0: you, won't you may lose the find clients either.
1: Yeah. Usually no, they'll
0: respect yeah. you more. Yeah, be like absolutely. Completely understand,
1: you know. And and I mean and, and the the beautiful thing about tattooing is there's always more clients. There's always more places to work. There are always more amazing people to work with. Yep. If you have the opportunity, in whatever capacity, even if it's a week vacation in Aruba, yeah, you know, take it, do take it. it. Don't yeah. don't work seven days a week. Don't only exist as a mm-hmm. tattoo artist, go pick some flowers, plant the garden, ride a mountain bike, ride yeah. a motorcycle, do fly a kite. I don't care. Like yeah. do that thing mm-hmm. and revel in your children. You know, I mean, like, absolutely. Don't, definitely don't ignore your kids.
0: Absolutely. You know, I mean,
1: I, so many, I, I, I had this experience when I was looking for a place to work near Hudson here after I closed my shop and I talked to a guy and I'm like, listen, I only work, three days a week. I work Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm with my kid. That was before I had my daughter. And this guy was like, whoa, gee, I don't know, man. I really, I would really need you here more often. And I'm like, I'll tell you right now, I'll take a pizza job that allows me to work three days a week before I'll tattoo six, seven days a week again. That's just where I'm at. And he kind of joked, he goes, he goes, ah. he goes, we have an artist here that only sees his kid every other weekend. And I think he sees his kids more often than I do. And they live with me. And I'm like, not
0: anything to brag about,
1: man. It's like, not. Yeah. Like I, I didn't want to be like, Hey, yeah, that's awesome. You know, like, it's like, dude, no, you're, mm. yeah, you know, but Hey, do you, do you, that's fine. You know, I, I that's just not me and I won't do it. I will sacrifice okay. that time because I I need that with my kids. And I didn't realize how much I needed it until things kept going in the direction that they went. And I realized that this is what I want to do right now. I want to be with my kids. I get on Instagram and I start seeing stuff and I'm like, Oh, Oh, I miss it. I do miss it.
0: Yeah.
1: I miss the expression. I miss the, you know, the the sitting down and focusing on something and and all that other stuff, but I'm not ready to go back. And I know that I know that in my heart, and I'm just going to listen. I'm going to do my thing with my kids. I'm going to try this thing out with some, some teaching, you know, helping see teachers, especially nowadays, like you <laughs> really need help. Yeah. Um, and then I want to like, let it come back. Let the the urge to draw things and get things tattooed or, or tattoo on people kind of come back on its own, So I don't force it, but I'm not abandoning it. I just don't, I yeah. I just don't see myself doing it in the capacity that I have been for the last 23 years.
0: Yeah. Well, and I, I think that um one, there's a huge market for that, even within tattooing, you know, the education scene is really exploding and um, a lot of it is, is via digital kind of stuff. So if, if, if you're interested in those things, whatever accolades or things that you need to collect in order to feel like you can teach anywhere, yeah. but like there is a lot of people. Um, so I, I belong to, it's called a nomadic network. Um, but basically the, the main proprietor, he teaches, um, digital, uh, like basically digital businesses. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is instructional. Um, his instruction is instructing how to have a digital business. So, right. like, that's, what he's, <laughs> that's what he's teaching and facilitating. But, um, uh, uh, it's all about like nomadic wealth freedom and being able to do it, you know, from your home or from wherever yeah. it has the internet. And, um, you know you have such a wealth of knowledge and you've already apprenticed so many people that i'm sure that you could you could think of the things that you could you could show and exhibit from just your home um and and craft that as your own educational system and you know there are things i i don't think that tattooing can be taught via youtube but um i do think that there are some really amazing things that you can learn just right out the gate um that are really valuable. And, yeah. and I don't think the market's overflooded flooded with it either. I think it's a nice time where people can do it. And, uh, I think the style that you can bring to it would be pretty cool too. If you wanted to stay tattoo specific and one yeah. angle might be through your friend hockey who, um, you know, you are able to, um, actually go through and talk to people who are dealing with different disabilities within this craft. It might be right. a really cool thing for you to interview them, you know, uh share with people how they might, you know, how they might change their studio setup, how they might like, you know, what are certain things that, you know, you have to do. It could be a really cool thing, man. I mean, yeah. I I'm an idea person like right I shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I think that you have you have a very specific um uh Brand to you—that is an investment in those kind of things, and I think all the things that you're doing right now are investing in those, into yeah. that kind of avenue. I see, I see the the path to that that could be really cool. Yeah. Um, uh, just, just to throw something out there, um, because you know, now with with teachers, you know, they are having to do a lot of you know things to teach in such a different way. Um, so hitting that market early learning things from a digital plane of like how to, you know, and like you said, your wife's there. She's, she, she's like hook me up with zoom.
1: This whole setup that's, I mean, well, I mean, she does it on a daily basis anyway, yeah. but we, we decided it's like, okay, you know, we got to set it up on our personal computer and not like her work stuff. And, and yeah, she, she helped me with everything, you know, getting it all set up and, and, uh, You know, getting it ready to go. It's it's definitely her world. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean and and yeah, she could she could help me do all sorts of stuff in that sort of realm.
0: But I think I think that you have lots of uh, you know, lecture worthy things that you could you could give as uh as information that, you know, could be a job in itself. You might not feel it that way because like the business you know, the 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 fraud police is in our heads constantly. (laughs) But (laughs) that
1: literal that voice is just like, what do I know that like 10,000 other tattoo artists don't know. It's again, it's that whole like self-confidence thing.
0: I recommend, and this is just something that I, um, I recommend to anybody because I had to do it. I joined, um, it's called Toastmasters. It's a, uh, they're help there to help you be better public speakers and, and communication in general sure. and leadership skills. Um, it's great recommended it to anyone, but one of the things that, you have to do to get your comp your competent communicator certificate is it's a series of 10 lecture or not lecture speeches that you have to give and they all have their own topic or their oh, own cool. lesson within them and the last one was motivational and i was like the oh, fuck Oof. i don't i i was like i'm motivated by other people how do i give a motivational talk like i just didn't i didn't see you know the fraud police I'm like thinking what the hell and um I was talking to a client as I was kind of communicating my anxiety about doing the speech and how I, I was at a loss and my boss came in my mentor my second mentor in tattooing and he was like Amy what the fuck man like you <laughs> he's like I-, I can't even believe I'm hearing this he's like how many apprenticeships have you just done as a person like He's like, do me a favor, just, just chronicle everything you've done in the past five years. And I guarantee you, you'll find your, your motivational speech. And it's this, and and it is a thing I went through on a timeline, just as far back as five years and just looked at what I had done. And I was like, whoa, I did a lot of shit. Like I, I, I didn't even, like you said at the time, I didn't think about it. I just did it. I, I didn't feel it. It was fun. I was having fun. You don't think that you're learning as you're doing it. But when you really chronicle it, it was amazing. And one of the things about the speeches that they say is that it has to be within five minutes. So because I'm obviously we've been talking now for almost three hours, um, (laughs) very long winded. I I cut my speech short because I was like, oh, I could talk about this forever. I chronicled five years of my life. Like I kind of expedited it and I was under, I was under um, three minutes and which that's your lines. It has to be at least three minutes, but it can't go over five. So I was like, oh fuck, I, I messed up. But what was great is that I succeeded in that people came up to me afterwards and they were like, dude, I wanted to hear more. Like I, and they were yeah. like, I think my daughter needs to meet you. And I think that this person needs to meet you. And all these like connections came, like they were really intrigued. And I was like, yeah. I gave a motivational speech.
1: Right. Like I,
0: I didn't realize they did, but I did. Right. Um, and it, it just opened me up. So if you have to join Toastmasters or do some kind of thing that like, you know, that kind of gives you those baby steps to kind of, you know, silence the fraud police a little right. bit. Um yeah. that might be good, but but I'm sure if you're educating yourself and being a teacher, you'll get that anyway, because um, that's I'm sure part of it,
1: yeah, oh yeah. yeah,' they'll, they'll, I think I'm gonna learn a lot in this yeah. next step. Um, yeah. it's 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 a little scary, like at any time you yeah. switch, you know, to jump from one thing to the other. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's like, oh man, i I love working with kids
0: mm-hmm. and and
1: I like helping, people. like, because i I've, I've have a lot of people just like oh dude you're you're gonna be a ta you're gonna do all the work yeah and i'm like okay yes, cool yes. yeah like i want i like to stay busy too if it's going to help that teacher do a better job i'm going to gladly do that as long yeah. as i get a tiny bit of like hey, hey thanks pat way to, way to sweep up that puke you know like whatever yeah. um yeah. and then i also get to work with these kids it may if if everything goes really correctly, I may end up in the same elementary school as my son,
0: oh, that's which awesome!
1: gives me a certain amount of peace of mind as far as his diabetic care. Mm-hmm. Um, and which also makes me, I'm assuming a bit more of an attractive um, paraprofessional because I know how to deal with diabetes, type one yes. diabetes, of course. Yes. And it's much more rare than I thought, you mm-hmm. know, and, and having somebody just, to, just with our daycare, you know, when, when Colin was diagnosed and it was like, does anybody know how to deal with this? And they're all just like, I had an uncle that was type two. You're like, Whoa. Whoa, Okay. Yeah. We have to train so many people on how, you know, at the time it was giving him shots, checking his blood, uh, what to do in this situation and what to do in that situation, what to do if he goes so low that he's unresponsive and you have to give him an emergency shot and then call 911. Like literally my son's life is now dependent on, on us educating you, you Mm -hmm. know, and cross my fingers and think when I do start applying for these jobs that I'm going to be like, Hey, by the way, yes, I don't, I never finished my college education, but I've been doing this for 23 years. Oh, and I also know how to take care of a type one diabetic.
0: Yep. Oh yeah.
1: Like you're going to have a a couple in school. Yeah. 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 That's a child.
0: And and that's significant.
1: it's, It's huge. And I mean, and even it it's I hate, I don't like saying this to make it sound like type one diabetics need a lot of help. Um, because they are my son is already so involved with his care um that he's very good at it. And as he gets older, um, he'll only get better and he'll be able to take care of himself. But there are times when things happen that people don't recognize what is going on with a type one diabetic. You can have low, low blood sugar, you can seem drunk. Yeah, uh, high um irrational people mistake it for a million different things and really all they need is a juice box. Yeah. You know, yeah. like and and so it's 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 important to have somebody around and I'm hoping I can also yeah. kind of fill that box as well and yeah. bring that to the table as far as teaching and education. But um well that's why yeah,
0: being a kid in that situation is so significant because You know, they don't have the kind of adult advocacy that can ask of those things as easily. I mean, he's you're training him well as far as like that, and he's he's accomplishing it well and he will, like you said. But like it's more the understanding and the awareness of the adults around so that they, you know, they know not to mislabel it or or to freak out or you know,
1: or just to see markers and things. If he's gonna play sports, you know, there there needs to be somebody around that can either remind him, Hey bud, you got to check your blood sugar or Hey bud, you're looking, you know, you're a little off, like check your blood sugar. Or do you need a juice or whatever? Right. Cause again, that's with, with diabetes, it's, it's the lows that are so dangerous, you yeah. know, because you can slip so quickly mm-hmm. um, and they happen so easily, especially when oh, yeah. you're a kid and you're running around and you're playing football or you're running track or you're doing whatever and burning. you're having fun and you're yeah. not paying attention and you're yeah. just burning all that glucose up. And the next thing you know, your numbers take a nose dive. And if there's nobody around to help you, you're yeah. in trouble. Yeah. You know? So. <laughs>
0: Some exciting news, Diary listeners. We actually got a wonderful promotional code from Reinventing the Tattoo recently, and we're happy to share this with you. It's 10% off on a subscription to Reinventing the Tattoo. And if you don't know about this wonderful, wonderful service, it's continuing education for working professionals, very geared around tattooers. But I would venture to say that if you are looking to improve your art skills and have regular momentum to your creativity, and to your own professional education. I can't recommend it enough. One of the prime people that you will be critiqued by and helped with and draw with and all of that good stuff is Guy Atchison. And if you don't know about him, you probably should. He is a very, very pivotal person in our industry. I joined them for for one exercise. I I did a color study. I mean, Rico sat there and and watched me the other night do Mm -hmm. a, a color study exercise with Guy and company and it was amazing. I was flexing all kinds of muscles. It's just all round if you want to improve your art skills. I can't see a better way than hanging out with a lot of professional artists and seeing the kind of work that they do and the kind of exercises they work on all the time. It's www.reinventingthetattoo.com backslash The Apprenticeship Diaries. So again, that's www.reinventingthetattoo.com backslash The Apprenticeship Diaries. And that's going to save you 10% on your subscription. Go check it out, folks. Yep. Uh, you know what taught me that? Um, not full, but it brought the awareness to me because my mom... Uh, my mom had a you know a film was a big part of our life growing up. and they don't uh, I don't feel they make film the way they used to. Mm. Um, film used to be about everything. It used to be about the human condition and and certain things that we experience. I mean, it is now, but there's a lot of like hype and flashiness and digital blah, blah, blah. and yeah, and superhero kind of shit. But back when I was watching film with my mom, steel magnolias, that's what taught me about type one diabetics
1: Oh and,
0: yeah. and, and just watching her mom, you know, and, and how her mom handled the situation and how everybody was freaking out. And, and her mom was like, yeah, hey, you just need some juice. And then, yep. you know, like, and, and everybody like kind of, rallying behind that but like how they were completely unaware and and the mom you know knew that that's what taught me that perspective very young
1: that movie is has really done a lot more good i think than people know in the Mm -hmm. in the diabetic world yeah because so often it's 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 misportrayed and i never knew i never understood it i knew insulin was involved but before my son if i was given the choice like hey this person has low numbers what do you do yeah. I, it's a 50, 50 chance that I'd be like, well, give them more insulin. We'll just kill them. You know,
0: <laughs> like, they need
1: <laughs> insulin, right? Like I, yeah, know. they need sugar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's like, no, they need the exact opposite. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, I, I don't really remember watching steel magnolias, which is, I'm sure I saw it because I watched a lot of movies with my mom, but I didn't, that part didn't click to me, but it did for my wife. Mm -hmm. And she absolutely, we talk about that. She goes, I remember that part in Steel Magnolias, you know, so at least she had a bit more of an understanding.
0: If you want the cry old man to come out full force, you watch that fucking movie. Now, dude, you are going (laughs) to, you know, you're going to have a moment.
1: (laughs) I can't get through freaking Encanto. I don't need that movie.
0: There were so many movies like that. Like, I, um, Alex, The Life of a Child, that was all about cystic fibrosis. Um, I learned about that. Like, my mom, we we watch shows like as children, you know, that would be very heady, like things as a, you know, that adults probably wouldn't even expose a kid to. But, you know, that's when PG 13, (laughs) you know, like, who knows about these ratings, first of all? Right. But My
1: mother never shied from that. I mean, I've, I remember God, watching things with her. But there was a movie, and I i don't think she understood what she got, but there's a movie called Last Exit to Brooklyn, and it came oh, out. I've never seen that. Oh. Was, I'm
0: going to write it down. Last Exit to the Book. All
1: right. The, the ending is rough. Uh, definitely some real trigger warnings for uh, some things, uh, assault. Yeah. Um, and I just remember being a kid being like, oh and my mom was just like well you know this is kind of this can happen and this is why some women are afraid and then i mean she kind of went through the whole thing and and again you you can only catch so much when you're young yeah but a seed gets planted you know and then you later on down the road and that it grows and it clicks and you go oh shit i did learn something from that movie you know yeah it's not to say that marvel movies aren't fantastic escapism they're amazing (laughs) You know, yeah, right. but it's just as much fun to sit down and watch um oh what was that one we just watched and my wife and I um Dumpling. I think Dumpling. it was called Dumpling. Yes. And it was about um
0: I haven't heard that. I haven't seen that either. Dumpling.
1: I can't even explain it. It's just a really cool movie. Um yeah, I mean, just a a, a a lot of different like we we bounce back and forth. We like our escapism, and then we like to watch something heavy. Um, you know, nine times out of ten, we're really tired and we don't watch anything. <laughs> like, right? Exactly. We're both in the couch, like right. Did <laughs> you see what happened? You know,
0: <laughs> we'll have to try again.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll try. We'll we'll finish that tomorrow. You know, or I'll I'll literally like Jay will be like, yeah, we saw this movie, and I'll I'll watch it and be like, I don't remember any of it and she goes yeah i'm pretty sure you fell asleep through most of it i'm like i'm sorry (laughs) i get to see it now you know
0: with kids Uh, i feel like they're the education it's a moment to moment resubmittance to the chaos that is that that mm. heat that heat of um just on the fly like i don't know if this is gonna fuck them up forever but (laughs) (laughs) it's what we're doing
1: there are definitely times you're like this probably is gonna fuck them up forever but (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> he really likes
1: it, so I don't know. You know, I said it'll my, be fine. <laughs> my son was watching this this kid. It's a kids' movie um, uh-huh. called Monster House um, about this like haunted, insanely scary house, and he loved it. Oh, Monster House, Monster House! And we're just like, he's three. Yeah, he's Why straight. are we letting him watch this? It's like because he likes it. and It's like
0: okay, he will be fine. he will be fine. <laughs> it's good. It'll it all <laughs> they'll all become what they're supposed to yeah. be, and 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 now. He'll have this ability to like hear you, you know, when he does get older right. and be like, Oh man, this is like what my dad did. You know, like, that's <laughs> the other thing about like this, this medium at this point for me is that like, I was able to get my dad. who was my first mentor um, in, in, in a profession. uh oh, wow. As far as an apprenticeship, he mentored me in hair. So yeah. I, I interviewed him and, Um, part of the thing that I learned through my therapist's passing was her daughter played an interview that she had done with her mom during her celebration of life. And it was so impactful for me to hear my therapist one more time and just to hear the story of her and, and all of that. And it gave me such peace at, at a moment where I, I, you know, I missed her. So I thought about it and I was like, well, I want a podcast for that reason alone. You know, like just yeah. to interview people and, you know, legacy has been a thing that my dad has always talked about, you know, and and they never panicked when I said I didn't want to have kids because I think they knew that they were breeding a sense of legacy in me regardless because I care about my craft, I care about people, I care about honoring whatever connections that I make with people in a certain way. And um that's what I loved about podcasting was like, you know, here's a collection of stories that you know, short of an EMP dropping or something like that, yeah. <laughs> you know, we'll have yeah. record of this for yeah. a lifetime. And like yeah. not only your kid, but your kids' kids, your, you know, in into the future will hopefully yeah. have access to this. Um, which would be really cool. It's a it's It'd a very really neat cool. thing, just as yeah. we're able to get inspiration when we go back and look in our sketchbooks. They can go back and like be like what was my dad doing at this time of his life right yeah you know? what were his questions? I think that yeah. that's an amazing thing that you're doing for your kids right now just just doing this um
1: i I, you know? I agree completely I would give anything to yeah. have something that I could hear and see you know just my dad talking about anything
0: mm-hmm. about
1: you know being a cabinet maker about you know being a Cubs fan, (laughs) like anything, you know, just to, it's, it's not that it's, it's just so nice to hear that. I, I, I lost my mom a couple of years ago Mm -hmm. and I have a couple of videos here and there of just her, like chasing the dog around or something silly like that. And I love hearing her voice every once in a while.
0: Yeah, it's gold. You know, and
1: just have it. Yeah, it's just like it's just it's like oh, it doesn't have to be what I've remembered in my head. Like I can yeah. kind of relax and just hear that voice again, and it is wonderful. And and I hope that my kids, you know, that this is around and they can look back on it and you know, remember Dad being, you know, loving and caring for them so much. Like I just.
0: Well, I want you to make me a promise at the very least that when you are at least feeling like, I don't know, the rhythm of your next feet, which will hopefully be in teaching. And and when that starts to feel like there's a plateau or anything like that, that you'll come back and you'll listen to this episode of where you are now. And I think I it might that. it might give you like that, just, oh, yeah, that's why I did that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can do that for sure. I can do that for sure.
0: Because I think that's also the benefit. I, well, yeah, I think you're right. Is there anything that we didn't discuss? Cause I know we went, you know, I, I tend to go on tangents, but you're, you're a particular, you know, you're your own person. I have to handle the interview in a certain way. Is there anything that we didn't get to that you wanted to get out there?
1: I think, I think for the most part, especially to get back to just apprenticing and and what I think apprentices should know and -hmm. come to expect um, is that they should be respected. Yeah. um, That, Yes, there can be a certain amount of hazing, like you said, but mm-hmm. it better be lighthearted. Yeah, um, It's okay to work hard and expected to be hardly worked or worked. <laughs> wow, that was terrible. It's okay to, to for your mentor to push you. Yes. That's fine. That's expected. Yeah. And you should do that and then a little bit more. I used mm-hmm. to always give... My apprentices enough rope to sort of hang themselves. You know what I mean? It's like I didn't tell them to do everything. I wanted to see what they would jump up and do. Are you going to on your own vacuum? Are you going to on your own go clean the bathroom? Are you on your own going to go do that thing? Because if you do, I'll have so much more respect for you Mm -hmm. than if I have to be like, hey, bud, by the way, could you go get the bathroom? That's Mm -hmm. great that you did it. But if you do it on your own, like that's just huge, you know? Right. So be self motivated. Be. You know, do the things that you need to do sometimes without asking. That's awesome. Um, But remember that you should be respected, Um, that you're an integral part of the system. And if you feel uncomfortable, if they're asking you to do something that you don't feel comfortable with, you have every right in the world to say no. Yes. And to, to put out boundaries. I've heard stories. Of, I have uh,
0: stories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and it's like, that's not an okay thing, mm-hmm. you know, especially, especially, and I don't know if this is misogynistic or not, but especially for women, some of the things that can happen to women being apprenticed by men or just flat out illegal.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and oh, that's yeah. tattooing is not an excuse
0: no.
1: for harassment. This is that, that, that ship has sailed. This is a new world. Tattooing is nothing new. Yes. We are outside the norm, but we are no longer, you know, outlaws.
0: I mean, it's
1: not an excuse to do outlaw things to people.
0: Not even sexual harassment, but like, I've heard full on cult indoctrination kind of things um, Uh, that I, and I don't think it's misogynistic uh, to say, because if we look at the odds Cult leaders on the large are mostly male mm-hmm. and most of their following tends to be female and it becomes this corralled thing um, that, you know, it's kind of, it, you know, it's a, it's a thing that you can follow. So I don't think that's misogynistic. I think that's just observant. <laughs> um, you know, like, um, it's, it's not to it's say one there's a those... rarities. But,
1: no. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's one of those things though, that it's like, you I've learned to try to be careful at pointing things out that can be specific to a gender, to a race oh, and yeah. things like that, because it's like, Hey, women are, 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 you know, strong and, and learning their, you know, that their, their boundaries should be respected every day and, and more and more that they don't need my advice on being able to lay out boundaries. But at the same time, like maybe you do. Uh- and if you don't, maybe you should know that it's okay. You know, uh,
0: that is the biggest thing that I suffer from is boundaries to be honest. <laughs> um, no, I mean, as, as a, as a codependent and as somebody who has been heavily uh, uh, influenced by a therapist, uh, I feel very uh, comfortable with saying that, and I am a woman, so I guess I'm not speaking for all of us, but um. I would say that our nature is to be um complacent, and that is our that is our strength is that we want to kind of connect all the dots and have everybody sync up and we're not like overall we t- we tend to want to make sure that everybody's feeling good and everything feels nice and mm-hmm. and things are working and they're moving forward, and there isn't a roadblock to that, so yeah for us it's it's more you know, uh, I would say overall, uh, if, if I can save energy and suffer a little bit to a greater end, um, that I will do. Whereas I feel like it's more of guys to like, be like, no motherfucker. Like, like, I'm not going to do that. Like <laughs> yeah. the fuck. And, and, and there's like, I am an Island to myself. I can do these things, you know, like, yeah. because that's how they think of it. Whereas women over just, just in our biology, we tend to sync up a little bit more. Um, And that's where we get our strength. And I feel like that's where we um, kind of perceive things in, but it's, it's a, it's a thing that we can get abused within if we don't understand how to set boundaries and um, really declare ourselves at this point. I feel like, I feel like if I am to comment that women are, it's kind of like the, the smoker who stops smoking and they know it's bad, and now they're like so aggressively like anti-smoke that they're, like, like, they're just like a little too. Yeah. I think now is in that phase of us like where we're we're on the healing path, but we're just a little yeah. too aggressive with how like you know to a point of where we don't allow the other sex to help us as much as as we could, and that's what I see is just like come on man like. <laughs> I, I know I'm fucking awesome. <laughs> like, <Right. laughs> I know I'm awesome at this point. I also know, like, you know, like what you said about tattoo artists. You're not going to get everything in a bag of chips from one artist. They can't no. give you everything, and it's the yeah. same thing with being a woman. I'm like, look, yes, can I birth a being? Uh, yeah, I, I'm capable. Of, I'm capable of doing a lot of shit that you're not mm-hmm. do, able to do. But right. to, can I do everything? No, and I don't want to do everything, and right. I, I need help, yeah. <laughs> and I need somebody to point these things out, and yeah. I don't really. It goes both ways, right? Do you know, for you to give me a suggestion on your observations of things, am I going to be sexist about your, your observation? Well, that's because you're a dude. No. Right. No. <laughs> Cause you have fucking eyes <laughs> and a brain,
1: <laughs> you know? And at the same time though, I, it's like, I feel it's so hard to get through to a lot of people. And I'm not going to say just men, but
0: oh, it's everyone i'm going
1: I'll generalize and say that sometimes yeah. it is man that this the, a, a sort of perceived overcorrection mm-hmm. you know of like you know anything a guy says is 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 wrong or whatever, and it's like, well, we've gotten to this point for a reason. we got here because you won't listen, yeah and now we're forcing you to listen on a scale so much further than we ever wanted, but you're finally getting it like, so the results are proving that this is how it's got to be done, you know? So cool. I've, I've learned to, you know, that the, the more I sit back and shut up and listen, you know, that I learn better on how to, how to, you know, get along with people, you know, and it's not perfect. I, you know, you make mistakes every day and communicating and, and, uh, you know, I've, I've had a faux pas with my wife recently because I just I wasn't I was thinking about myself and not realizing what she was going through and I made I said something stupid and it's like okay now I have to spend a day walking it back you yeah. know because I, do the I same made a things. mistake
0: I do the same things with my boyfriend yeah you know like uh, just offering it up but what you just said is such a carnal truth and this will invoke so much respect it's good for mentors and mentees if I just shut up and listen more. That's, that's, that's the law. That's it. You you don't have to be a certain sex. You don't have to be whatever. That is a cardinal seed of truth that if you just shut up and listen more, it's going to be worlds better. So much better. (laughs) And as somebody who loves to talk, I know that's true. Right. (laughs) I know that's the reason why I had problems, you know, in my apprenticeship. I know that's why.
1: Well, and it's, it's, it's always a learning process. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't 20 years old and figuring this shit out. I'm a 46 year old man who just learned to shut up, you know, um,
0: 40. Hey, Hey,
1: (laughs) you know, know, it takes a while to learn. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a slow process. You know, you, you keep developing, you keep getting better and better. And the hope is that one day you pass that on, you know, to, uh, an apprentice or your children or just a friend or something, but you know, that you can make an impact. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's important, you know what I mean? Or if, even if it's just having friends or your wife or whatever that respect you, because you don't Mm -hmm. offer your opinion every time, you know, Mm -hmm. that you sit and go, wow, that's, that's okay. Cool. You know, um, it just does so much for your relationships.
0: Oh, absolutely. And that's, that's, uh, that's something also, you know, before I had this podcast, I had one on relationships and it was, it was, it was fun. It it got a lot of steam really quickly and it was a lot of fun. Um, but I, you know, I I wanted to do something more like this. And so I, I converted it, but, um, you know the relationships. I mean, that's business, right? Business is mm-hmm. is, is making relationships. They say that's yeah. everything. You are in the business of making relationships, networking, everything.
1: This so, business, especially. Yes. Especially yes. if you—that's uh, uh, you know again another you know little nugget for for apprentices. um, Network, network the hell! Mm-hmm. Like I see the guys. Uh, my last apprentice is somebody that was really quick and dirty because this guy had gone through the ringer. And I'm like, dude, let's just get you going. Um, Let's bypass all of it. Let's get you working. I see your goal. I see where you need to be. You need to get it done. And the reason he got to me was his networking ability. He would just Mm -hmm. pop into shops and talk to people. And I mean, he's the kind of guy that will start a uh, conversation with anybody. Anybody has zero fear who they are. If they're like, the greatest tattoo artist ever he'll just be like hey man how you doing you know and it what pays it off yeah. yeah he just he pays off and i've always been bad at it so like my networking is is limited i've made great friends and i have things but like in this job it is huge
0: yep. and it,
1: it it will take you places yep. you never thought you'd go you will travel the freaking world and that's yep. what's amazing about this job is you can go anywhere and do anywhere. it
0: anywhere Anywhere,
1: yep. like yep, it's so cool. It's it's amazing, and and it's like it. Sometimes a new adventure is a phone call away, and all you have to do is be open to talking to people and and putting yourself out there. Jordan is amazing at it. Oh, we know? met. Yeah, and I mean, and I, she'll just sit and talk. It's like, oh yeah, I talked to this guy and that guy. Now I'm doing this and that, and then I got like you know five thousand things on this, and and it's just like, dude, what? Like yeah you're yep. incredible like holy yep. shit it's that's and it's huge if you have it do it if you yep. can do it if you can't if it's just about the artwork then do the best you can with your artwork make your name that way there's nothing wrong with that but if you can network do it it's huge do it it's huge yeah, yeah. absolutely
0: well that's awesome i mean i i think that was a great Great thing to kind of wrap up on um, now, social media wise, all that stuff. I mean, obviously you're doing your own thing, but you know, for people to find you and everything, no matter what they do, uh, is there anything that you want them to specifically follow or, or check out?
1: Uh, I mean, I'm really only on Instagram. Uh, technically I'm on TikTok too, but that's just so I can lurk and watch things.
0: <laughs> it might um, develop into something else though. You never know.
1: It may. It may. Um, my communication. With people right now is garbage. My so my expectations. If you do contact me, is
0: well, you like going out um, biking, right? So if anybody wants to go on a long trip, yes,
1: (laughs) yeah. If if you want to go for a bike ride, feel free to hit me up. Um, No, but yeah, Instagram probably the best place. All right. Um, I think I. What's that? It's Rogue Tattoo. Rogue Sketch.
0: Rogue Rogue Sketch. Sketch Sorry.
1: on, On Instagram. Right. Um and yeah I'm you know sadly I'm not taking appointments or anything right now I will answer questions though Yeah um, and if there's somebody apprenticing that that wants to ask me some questions or anything like that or be like hey is this an okay thing like Right my mentor just asked me to eat a taco with some really questionable things in it <laughs> right. Yeah please, please send me that question I will happily answer that Wonderful
0: um, That's great um,
1: yeah, I, and it, and it, I I would definitely, I'm always open to things like that and and nuggets of advice to to help a, a get a foot in the door. It's hard, it's hard. You know, yeah. I guess if there's any other thing to say, it's like be patient and be mm-hmm. persistent because yeah. it's tough. Yeah. and it's not going to happen overnight. Um, and 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 be wary. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, there are a lot of people that take advantage. Yeah. You know, especially shops that are charging. It's not, not unfair. I get it. I'm used to the old school way. You you're trading labor for an education.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but just know that if you're going to pay money, make sure there's a contract.
0: Yes. Make sure
1: that you're covered, that there are expectations, yes. um, of what you expect that, mm-hmm. that you get out of it. Yeah. Um, so it's not, a, it's not a terrible thing to reimburse somebody for an education, it's just yeah. that there are a lot of people that literally make money doing it. And they just I would expect people a out.
0: syllabus, you know, like get a syllabus, make sure there's a breakdown so. too, yeah, you know, absolutely. like make sure they've, they've made this into a curriculum that you are actually paying for something where you can hold them accountable as well. That's yeah. great advice. Yeah. Great advice.
1: And if, and if you can um, find out who their apprentices were and talk mm-hmm. to them, Yeah. you know? And and be like, if you start getting a bunch of people, they're like, wow, that guy really just, mm -mm," you know, it's like, listen to that. Yeah. Just because it's a foot in the door doesn't make it right. There's always that next one. Yeah. You know,
0: interview, interview them too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You're worth it. You're absolutely worth it. It's your time. It's your blood, sweat and tears. And I'm sure that there have been people or you will have people on this podcast that have had nightmarish apprenticeships.
0: I hope so. So that they can teach people. And then yeah, kind of educate like them it, about what not it to
1: do. Needs to be told. And I mean, I know a couple that that just I mean the kind of things that happened to them were just not okay mm-hmm. at all. And that's that should be known. Like that can happen.
0: Yeah.
1: And and it's it's getting less and less. But it's like you you do you do have to look out for that. It's it's not safe, you know, yeah. just because somebody offers. Yep. Yeah.
0: And I think that's both parties, you know, like male, male and females. In fact, men, I think, you know, they, they can get a little more brutal than they should be. Um, I've heard some, I've heard some really wicked shit, um, Mm -hmm. you know, between guys. So it's not just ladies, you know, we we definitely are, are the fairer part of that, but I've heard some shit, man, from, from guys. Um,
1: Sadly, because of the power dynamic, it is very easy yeah. To press your apprentice male or female into doing things yep. that, you know, and, and it's, it's more to the effect of, well, I want this job. I need to do this thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And sometimes in the moment, well, there's a couple of stories. I don't know how at any point in time, somebody was like, okay with it. But um, sometimes in the moment, it doesn't seem like much. Mm-hmm. And then later on, you think about it and you're like, that was not okay at all. You yeah. know?
0: Well, that's, so, that's kind of the observance of what, when you've been abused. Like, uh, I had, a, I had a guy friend of mine recently. He, uh, he came back and he was like, hey, this weird situation happened in the locker room. And I was like, Oh, you were sexually harassed. Right. <laughs> that's what happened. Welcome. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome. Yes. What, I was like, When you've had it happen as long as me, you come up with some really nice, you know, first of all, you know what's happening. And then Mm. you, like, make sure to make eye contact and be like, I see you, motherfucker. (laughs) I see what you're doing. And I'm going to say something that lets you know that I see what you're doing. And we're going to see what you do with that beyond this point. Usually they stop. But if you've never encountered that before and you didn't know what the fuck was happening, I was like... Welcome. Welcome welcome to the abuse cycle. It happens to us all the time. And it it mostly happened because he has this dope tattoo that we just finished and was visible, you know, because he was in a steam room and a guy just started touching him. And I was like, in that lovely, the things that happen when you just have a tattoo and people think that they can just touch you like that. Like, that's mm-hmm. how it goes. So I was like, welcome, my friend. I, it's a shitty thing. I'm very yeah. sad that that happened to you, but that is exactly what happened to you. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and, I, and, and I think a lot of, I think in this job, because of how much time you spend with a person and how intimate it can mm-hmm. get, be wary men and women yeah and women are already wary yeah it's the right. guys i've been assaulted twice yeah you yeah. know and uh, again i don't fear for my well-being right. so that the, the the when it happens it's more of a like a uh, excuse
0: me yeah like-
1: remove your hand <laughs> right you know um so i don't there isn't as the level of trauma of what happened. You know, compared to sometimes when you're a woman and you have that fear more often, um, it doesn't quite hit home as much. But yes, you will, you will have some situations where you know, and it's not always, you know, the opposite sex that's going to do it to you.
0: All right?
1: <laughs> you know, exactly,
0: man. Like the, the shit's life's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> life's it's, crazy.
1: it's <laughs> To 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 literally be in the middle of a tattoo and feel somebody's hand just kind of go whoop. This <gasps> is like
0: oh my god
1: what made you think you could do that
0: right you know yeah. like,
1: let's 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 take a let's just take a step back here you know it's like granted I, I at the time I was very much into um learning new things and I was hanging out with a lot of people so I didn't get super upset right you know it was more just like dude you you know me right why,
0: why would you, you know do that? And
1: laughed it off oh, oh I just had to try you know <laughs> and I'm like no, this no, is a no, bad that's, time that's, to try, no, bro. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You're lucky. You know? I'm a good <laughs> like, guy. <laughs> yeah. I've just yeah. i had people are just like, dude, I would have, you know, and I'm like, yeah, I know what you would have. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, it can absolutely happen. And, and I think it, because of our job mm-hmm. and the, what people expect that we are into or open to, it happens more often. Yeah. You know, uh, I remember off offhand story kind of, but it it it, it's kind of relatable. We used to get phone calls at the shop, telephone marketing calls of women selling pornography, and they would say some insane things. (laughs) And I remember I started laughing once that might be really fun. (laughs) Oh, it I I mean. It's the kind of things that when I was a kid, people used to call special numbers for to hear, you yeah. know. And I started laughing once. And this woman got upset and she's like, Are you laughing at me? And I'm like, Well, yeah. Yeah. Do yeah. you call banks and talk like this? Like, <laughs> seriously, I feel like I should send you money just for the, the 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 30 seconds of spiel you just threw at me, you know? And and she <laughs> laughed and she's like, Oh, yeah, we call everybody. And I'm like, nah.
0: No, well, you <laughs> it's funny because on the converse end of that, my mentor used to make a habit of uh, really fucking with telemarketers that were selling legitimate things, like you know the Yellow Page ads and stuff. Right.
1: They're like, oh,
0: are you still a tattoo shop? He's like, no, we're a sex toy and pizza parlor. <laughs> I want a full page spread. He's like, can we list everything that we provide? And <laughs> he's on the phone with a woman start
1: running through it. <laughs>
0: he just starts running through like double sided dildos. <laughs> like, <laughs> And then he's like, "I want you to read it back to me because I want to make sure." Oh. So that, so like that, <laughs> ah. that might be why she felt she had a little more leeway with Ted Dusha. T- 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 right? Um, yeah, to Some people like us.
1: <laughs> God.
0: You know, I mean. I used to think it was brilliant. I was like, dude, if you're going to get hit up by telemarketers, man, at least fuck with them.
1: <laughs> Might as well have some fun with it, you know? Yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, like it's all good fun, right? Like it's, you know, as long as you're having fun, as long as it feels good, like you said, as long yeah. as it feels good, it's having fun. You know, you can walk away and sleep at night and you're not going to sit up at night wondering whether or not you're doing the right thing. That's, yeah. that's really golden. Yep. Great. Yeah. Pat. You're 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 awesome. This is a oh. fantastic interview. And and this is a man that was worried about having anything to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> what could I possibly say on a podcast?
1: I, I feel I feel like anybody that knows me, if they ever watch that, they're gonna hear that and go, he thought that. that
0: <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. Right. I'm usually the chatty guy at the shop. I've actually had complaints about her like, dude, he's always talking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i knew right away when i started talking to you i was like this is gonna be dope and it was and it is and we can do this again too like i'd love to check back with you um I, touch base with your progress in life man you, you're a pleasure
1: that was i'm i really this has been a blast i super appreciate it i think um i just on a level of just it, it's like i don't see if maybe it just to give me a nice little ego boost i oh, really appreciate should. it I've had a blast. I've been excited about, I was telling everybody I got home. I'm like, I'll be on a podcast. I'll be on a podcast, you know? Yay. Yeah. I just have fun. I'm going to just, you know, what little social media presence I have, I was it out there and be like, everybody watch. It's going to be silly, but everybody watch, you know? And yeah, no, I appreciate this is great. I think this is going to be a great resource for tattoo apprentice because unfortunately they don't, there's nothing out there for them. No. You know? And I think, you know when you stack up all these different experiences the the amount that they'll be able to learn and and be able to walk into a tattoo studio with confidence and to be able to look out you know for things and to know what to expect will be huge you know and and to be more prepared you know to walk in and have a, a portfolio of art that you can show an artist you know and 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 all the things that i'm sure people will learn that you know um, it's just a great resource that that's yeah. really missing for, for a lot of people. I mean, you, you see it, you see the questions, um, on, on videos and, and TikToks and stuff, people are thirsting mm-hmm. for it. Like, how do you do this? How do you do that? How did you, where did you learn? Blah, 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 blah. Like they just, you just, it never ends, yeah. you know? And even if it turns a few people away, maybe a few people listen and go, gee, I don't, that doesn't sound like it would really be my thing. Good, good, good. good. yeah. Don't, that's don't. what I want too. Yeah. I
0: want like, people to hear. And that's why I do multiple things, not just tattooing. Um, I, I I dive into any kind of passion project, any kind of like, um, you know, I had a formerly trained biochemist um, come on that she, you know, she went to school, you know, to do that. But
1: yeah. the reason
0: why she was on our podcast mostly was because one, I tattooed her and she's fucking rad. Two. Awesome a woman and and it's a different world for scientists if you're a woman it's, it's a little harder and I felt like that was a journey to kind of have to chronicle because you know women kind of feel like they have to prove themselves a little bit more in that field and then also she's a power lifter you know a rare wow. thing in it, but she yeah. discovered that she um needed to, to do something physical, um, to kind of counteract all of the stuff that she was doing, you know, at school and her body was deteriorating fast. So, you know, just in that sense, even with tattoo artists, like to let them know, I mean, we, we all both know that our bodies break down and that you have to, you have to do those things, but she learned that very early on. And so she now is this dope power lifter, man, and loves it. And that's something that she posts on social media all the time. Like that's her social media presence for the most part awesome. biochemistry. That's her job.
1: Right. Yeah. You know?
0: <laughs> and she trains people within that job and she does really great. But, but the things that she puts out is, is her power lifting and this thing that she's come to as a catharsis for her to do the rest of it, which I felt was a great observance because it's those things that you need to get through all the rest of it. And yeah, that's the stuff that you don't hear about. And I think that that's valuable information for people to hear. So they know, like I said, like they don't feel alone. They don't feel like they're weird. They don't feel like they're doing a wrong thing. It, You know, follow your truth, man, like yeah. whatever it is. And then it should be an ego boost. I think not enough of us are owning our own stories enough to realize that We've done a lot of shit and we've we've yeah. gotten to a certain point and there's value there. There's yeah. so much value there. So I'm glad Absolutely. that makes me very happy. That's what you got at the end of this.
1: <laughs> well, I appreciate it for sure. I super appreciate it. It's been yeah. fantastic.
0: You're wonderful, Pat. Um, well, I hope people you. do reach out to you. So it's rogue sketch on Instagram DM yep. Pat, if you have any questions or anything like that, or if you want to go on a bike ride.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't want to keep you any longer because you got a family that's waiting for you and you do have a big job there. And I appreciate all the time I've gotten.
1: Well, thank you so much.
0: Yeah, man. Thank you. Have a great yeah. rest of your day.
1: You too. And I'm, I'm sure I'll keep in touch. I'll be, you know, watching what you put out on Instagram and stuff. And, and uh, you know, like, I don't think I need to say it, but your artwork is fantastic. Thank you. And, and I really hope your little studio does fantastic. Um, you just, you're doing great killing it and just keep doing what you're doing
0: thanks man I, I i need my little rah-rahs too here and there so i appreciate that
1: <laughs> no problem you definitely deserve it you're doing good
0: right on thanks for listening you can find the apprenticeship diaries on twitter facebook and instagram our ig is the underscore apprenticeship underscore diaries If you would like to offer constructive criticism or an interview, drop us an email at theapprenticeshipdiaries at gmail.com. We We look look forward forward to hearing from our listeners. listeners.